Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justina McKenzie. Today, we have been chatting with Craig and Leah from Save Res Dogs about Indigenous animal welfare. So let's jump back in with our next question. Um, You have a really, you have so many resources on your website. First of all, your website is just a plethora of knowledge, um, but you have a really interesting graphic that talks about the spectrum of allies. And I would love to hear more about this concept in a little bit more depth. um, Because again, this was kind of a framework that was really new to me. All right. So the spectrum of allies is something that we both learned during our time in Next Step Leadership Training. So this is a program that originated in Vancouver and is branched off into Edmonton and Saskatoon and other major cities in each province. And so, yeah, like Next Step Leadership Training was a very informative time in our lives. And we're both educators now, and it was just a great introduction to to everything that you would learn in like an ed foundations class as a teacher and stuff like that and so yeah like it's it's rooted yeah everything we're doing is kind of rooted within this anti-oppressive education or this culturally responsive education and the spectrum of allies when we learned about it in next step was all about using your heartbeats wisely and then understanding that in every cause there's an active ally and an active opposition and that we shouldn't be trying to just target our active opposition all the time. And that like, in order to use our heartbeats more effectively, we might be better off creating something that's targeting our passive allies and, and shifting them into becoming active allies. And, you know, talking to people who are neutral about an issue. So in this case, res dogs, people who don't know anything about it, like putting them, giving them the context they need in order to shift them within that spectrum of allies. So it's like a neutral person can get context about what's happened to indigenous people through the Indian act and how like res dogs are a symptom of this bigger problem. And it it is a human problem, but like it's, it's like a 500-year-old thing, you know what I mean? Even longer than that. Like, But yeah, it all ties almost back. To, it's pre-colonial times of just struggle, but also just like how the Dominion of Canada started to treat Indigenous people after they bought Rupert's land from the Hudson Bay Company. So it's like, yeah, it's like it, it goes back deep in terms of like, where the human problem began. And yeah, like the treaty signatories, like they were getting like scraps from John A. MacDonald. And it's like reserves were created by John A. MacDonald and people like that through the Indian Act. And so it's like, yeah, like understanding reserves aren't just like, it's not just like this is our country versus your country and our country is so inferior (laughs) and yours is so superior. It's like, it's a colonization problem that we need to look into. And the spectrum of allies just lets us frame things in a way where we're able to not just focus on our active opposition, but create real meaningful change in a way where you're just talking to people who are neutral about it or people who are passive allies. Yeah. And the one that we created is just based off our experiences, really. We we just made it up. But we borrowed the model from the internet. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, internet. Um, 
Amazing. That was really helpful. Okay. So reconciliation is something that's definitely been top of mind for our organization in the last couple of months with having kind of put extra emphasis um, around those efforts with National Day for Truth and Reconciliation having passed on September 30th. Um, So I'd love to hear about what you think reconciliation can look like in the context of dog owners all year round. So we try to do, you know, as many initiatives as we can to really lean into, you know, the TRC calls to action, but really would love to hear in the context of dog ownership, what do you think reconciliation really looks like? I think like, um, spay neuter clinics would definitely be helpful, even though that's not always the answer. And I know spay neuter clinics, are expensive in certain areas and the ones that we've been to that's volunteer run and we've learned that the big cost of spay neuter clinics come from the oxygen tanks right when you put the dogs under um uh and i'm thinking for on reserve members especially for like the elderly like who say they can't get their dogs to the vet or to the groomers right so like having groomers come in to like cut the nails for dogs basically because that's hard to do um a lot of the calls to action are just about acknowledging the structural determinism that the indian act has created and like learning more so about how yeah just the whole context of indigenous the indigenous lived experience right and so like one of those aspects is like dogs should be included within that framework because they've been affected by structural determinism too, right? And so, yeah, it's like maybe there's a specific call to action that it can fit within. But, yeah, it's like it's a part of structural determinism and, like, real reconciliation is is about fixing a mess that was created by you in a weird way. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like, if it's it's something that... Yeah, it's like, please... Yeah, it's like if you made a mess and you want to reconcile, you can help, like, with that mess. <laughs> you know, you don't just lay sorry and leave the mess there. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> Juno has so many thoughts on reconciliation. I know, I know. He's so he's happy gonna be, He's going to be a great, he's going to be a great advocate until already. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, so what I'm hearing, so especially for those of us that maybe don't have as many reserve communities near us, you know, we're not in northern communities, for example, or maybe in the prairies where you might see more reserves. Um, I'm guessing probably one of the most simple ways that we can lean into this work of reconciliation is probably to um, really just like uplift and support any sort of programming to support dog owners in those communities. Yeah, I totally agree. Amazing. Okay, so I want to talk about this last piece. Uh, Another really great thing you kind of delve into on your website around this concept of community readiness. So again, I'd love to hear a little bit more about this framework and why it's important to assess community readiness in the context of Indigenous animal welfare. For sure. And I learned about community readiness from Craig. Like he was talking about it and show me the model show me the stages. And I'm like, that's where I'm at. I'm at planning or pre-planning, but before I was in like no awareness. Right. So again, like 
every community can totally use that and look at it and be like, yeah, this is where I'm at personally, or this is where we're at as a whole. But it's good to kind of know like what an end goal could look like, but also admitting to where you're at or what you are not even being aware. So it's just a, it's a good way to, you know, to show and mirror to, you know, a chief and council or, or whoever's asking for us to, to present to them, like, where are you at? Because you could, some people are like, oh yeah, we've done all that, but they have no, like, they don't have the results that they want. And it's hard sometimes. Cause like, I don't have an answer to a lot of the questions that are asked our way, but we're definitely a good sounding board for them about like, we know that there's issues and challenges, but I guess this essentially like, what are you committed to do? Because I could like list off a ton of ideas or stuff they can do, but then they'll be like, well, we've done that or that's not too much work. So it's like, well, how ready are you or how ready do you want to be? Because this is for us or like humans to fix. But if you're not ready, then you're not going to get results that you want. Or if you're only going to do something once a year, like a spay and neuter clinic or a call or a rescue picking up, like that's not being community ready. That's a community yep. band-aid, right? So it's just yeah. sort of the mirror to the audience of like, where do you want to be? Yeah, it reminds me. So I have a background in social work and it reminds me of some of the models that we use when we're talking about like someone's willingness to change and how people go through this like phase of like pre-contemplation, contemplation, um, action. And if somebody is pre-contemplated, they're not doing anything. They're not diving into the work. They are, they've probably pulled the covers over their heads and they're not ready to look at it. Um, so I, I feel like it's a, it's a comparable framework in terms of, you know, what are you ready to actually execute at this exact time? And this is just a point in time and it's going to evolve and change as we move forward. Totally. And a lot of it to to get to like community readiness is like shifting your perspective, right? Like from either not caring about dogs to caring about dogs kind of thing. Like it, there's a lot of shift that has to be ready as well to like, to want to change. Cause sometimes too, and I think it's a generational thing. Like I'm 38. Um, but people my age or my age bracket younger are totally in for helping dogs res dogs it's like the boomer generation they're kind of like they don't care or they just want someone else to do it or not saying that they don't love dogs but they're just like they don't have the the progressiveness of like that that we've grown up with or are learning at the same time so it's a generation Yeah. I think there's a, a generate. Yeah. yeah. I think there's definitely sometimes a generational divide in terms of how we view our relationships with our dogs. We see that a lot as well. Um, amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that meaningful information with our community. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to learn how we can support safe rest dogs. 
You've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justina McKenzie. Today, we have been chatting with Craig and Leah from Save Rats Dogs. So huge thank you to both of you for joining us today. We have one more question before we wrap up. So if our listeners would like to support your work, how can they do that? And lastly, where can they find you online? For sure. Well, uh, thank you, first of all, for having us. It's a pleasure. We love to talk about res dogs all day if we could. Uh, The best way people can support us is really um, purchasing merch because a lot of the proceeds go back out to uh, help res dogs across Canada um, and the United States, really, but uh, primarily in First Nations communities. Um, to help families or if like there's a stray dog <laughs> um, my my heart and soul is for the stray unspayed females like the, they're the ones who I think are the most vulnerable in our communities and so I just feel like I'm an auntie for them like I'm here to support them so social media is like the biggest tool that we have into sharing all these like situations So buying merch totally helps um, sharing our content, sharing our socials. Uh, We have funny memes or we have like some serious stuff sometimes, but we have this huge range. Um, And just um, sharing our our resources as well that's available on on our website, which is at saveresdogs.com. And our socials, we're on every platform. We're at saveresdogs.com. At Save Red Songs, yeah. Just at Save Red Songs. Uh, amazing. And for our listeners that are local to Kitchener Waterloo, we have been selling some of the Save Res Dogs merch. Yes. So keep an eye on that um, at future events. We do have some left, but it has been quite popular, but I'm sure we'll get a restock at some point. Um, so you can always find that at future events. But again, thank you so much, Lee and Craig, for joining me today. It was lovely to have you both. And thanks for tuning in today to the Dog Friendly KW podcast. Till next time. Bye.